Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Recording, everybody. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating, love, and relationships from popular television. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And we have an extra, extra special guest on the pod today. Former Bachelorette Michelle Young is joining Ooh. us. So excited to talk to her. She, yes. We had a great conversation with her uh, earlier today. Mm-hmm. But before we get you guys into that interview, shout out to our new tagline. Shout out to our new tagline. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who are new here or those of you who only know us as a Bachelor Recap Podcast, We want to take a second to get a little personal with you guys and reintroduce ourselves to you. We started this podcast in December of 2017. And Mm -hmm. for five years, we were two black ass girls invading the whitest show on earth, The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And we've spent the past five years known as a Bachelor podcast that sometimes talks about other reality shows. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. While The Bachelor was our main source of content, what we were really doing at the core of all of our recaps was having nuanced conversations about dating, love, relationships, sex, marriage, and we just happened to be doing it through the lens of a TV show. When we found other TV shows that allowed us to continue to have these conversations, shows like Married at First Sight, Love is Blind, Perfect Match, and we've even done scripted shows like Insecure, um it's allowed us to expand a little more yeah so since our decision this year to not cover zach's season of the bachelor and to break free of this very narrow perception of being a bachelor podcast we have finally been able to really stick back and envision a new outlook for this podcast has allowed us to dream bigger for what we really want this podcast to provide and what we really want to stand for Mm mm-hmm while our relationships, our relationship status as women have drastically changed, <laughs> shout out to Natasha's Getting Married, the series, check it out on Patreon. Um, what has remained the same is our love for TV, our love mm-hmm. for dissecting TV, I, our love for making each other laugh and mm-hmm. just having really amazing conversations about what these TV shows and movies are actually teaching us, if anything. 
Right. So the reality dating show world is a lot of fun. There's, you know, so many different reality dating shows. We've dissected a bunch. Um, but there's so much content on TV. And y'all know we watch a lot of TV. If you're a member of the Rose Garden, our Patreon community, you already know we watch a lot of shit. So we are tired of boxing ourselves in. And we really feel like Two Black Girls, One Rose is a podcast that uniquely sits at the intersection between a fun TV recap podcast and a dating relationships podcast. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to finally lean into that with all of you guys. And together, we're going to uncover and unpack what we can learn about modern dating and love and relationships from popular television. And that includes dating reality shows, but that might also include scripted television shows, documentaries, whatever is on and popping, whatever everybody's watching on Netflix. That's what we're going to be dissecting here. Together, we're going to laugh, we're going to debate, and we're going to learn a thing or two about love. Mm-hmm. So let us know how that sounds. <laughs> if you're new and old members of the Rose Garden, yes. let us know in the comments. Yes. And so much love and appreciation for allowing us to grow and evolve, especially to our day ones. You guys have seen us through a lot of things, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we will continue to have fun each and every week on this podcast. Yep. Shout out as always to the Rose Garden. We love you guys. If you love this show and you want more of it, please head to Patreon at patreon.com slash two black girls, one rose and join the Rose Garden. It's a great way to support our work as creators specifically and directly um, and us creating these episodes every single week. And by joining our Patreon, you actually also earn yourself some really special bonus content, like mm-hmm. our weekly recaps of Metaphor Sight Nashville. We have bonus content from our interviews, including today's interview with Michelle. We have some other extra special tea that we put just on Patreon. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lots of video content. And you also get access to our private Facebook group, which is 1700 members strong. Amazing, amazing, smart women and men who fucking love TV, who love love, who are just obsessive and fanatics mm-hmm. like us. And mm-hmm. so Facebook group is a great time, but you can only get access by joining the Rose Garden. Patreon.com slash two black girls, one rose. And yeah, that's our spiel. Let's jump into yeah. our conversation with Michelle. Let's do it. Okay, so we got to do it. We got to get it over with. We got to talk about The Bachelor. Yeah. Okay, well, hey. <laughs> you know? Bachelor so. Bachelor gave me this platform, so I, you know, yeah. there's a lot of that you- stuff that's going on, but at the end of the day, I'm mm. grateful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's get into it. Let's mm-hmm. get in. So for us, Rodney mm-hmm. not being chosen as The Bachelor was the cherry on top. And what really actually broke us all the way down. So everything beneath that was Matt James's season. Um, It was really hard for us to cover that season. And I always describe it as everything that could have went wrong with a black man on as the lead of a dating show went wrong on that season. Every last thing. (laughs) So what do you think about them not choosing Rodney? Because we said it was a double-edged sword that they didn't choose Rodney because we didn't trust them anyway with the black man. So what did you think? about them not choosing Rodney and choosing Zach instead? I definitely, you know, I'm, I've always been like a huge advocate of Rodney and mm-hmm. it's, it's a difficult situation to be in, but um, Rodney and I just kind of, I feel like have this understanding, like we respect each other at the end of the day, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of people involved, but like we respect each other. He's, he's got a good head on his shoulders and it is something where you kind of like take a step back and you look at it and it's frustrating 
but I also really sat there and was had the same reaction as you guys Mm -hmm. of it's hard because it's like is it going to be mishandled Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day what I believe in is I mean we could say the same thing about having a black woman in the bachelorette Mm -hmm. you know we haven't had a black man since Matt James season Mm -hmm. and so that would have been really nice but I wish he would have gotten that decision to make it for himself. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to is okay. that like, I don't, I won't ever yeah. say, well, like I'm happy he's not in that position because it wouldn't have been handled correctly. Right. And it comes down to it where it's like, I want the black man to have a decision. I want him to have the opportunity. Right. opportunity. He gets to choose. He right. gets to choose what he wants to be a part of or not. And yeah. so I, I do, right. I do wish that he, I do wish that he had that opportunity and it's, it's hard when, mm. you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. The representation is just not there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and we, uh, even Rodney aside and how great he was, Zach to us was just so boring. And his Instagram numbers are just so dwindling. And nobody was really that interested. Um, And they just seem to be reverting back to, well, we'll talk about charity in a second. But they just seem to be reverting back to this, like, okay, we'll just prop a, a white man up there. Do you think they'll ever have a black male lead as The Bachelor ever again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see why we did that warm up. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to the warm up? <laughs> Yeah, just throw you to the wolves, you know. I can see if I can give you like Beyonce tickets or something. Um, oh my god. Um, honestly, my honest question is I, I don't know. I think that for the show to be successful, it is mm-hmm. getting to the point where it's like there's gonna have to be representation across all communities. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, the same. Instagram numbers, the same overnight fame that used to happen even five years ago mm-hmm. um, is really different now. You can take a look at all of the girls who were on Zach's season, and there's a lot of really good women there, but even Charity mm-hmm. right now. Charity, mm-hmm. her following is not mm-hmm. – like social yeah, media is really not – you know, like the numbers and, and people being in can be invested, but a lot of people who are invested are either one not following or there's all these yeah. other shows. I, you didn't really have to like sit and like dive into the data of all of it. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't seem like there's this, you know, mass following anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But but mm-hmm. I hope that there's representation. I hope that it goes also beyond just having like a black male in a bachelor position or a black female in a bachelorette position and i hope Mm -hmm. we get into it of just you know what i mean like even pushing away just the typical like gender roles the different other you know like Mm -hmm. like body shape everything Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of representation areas that also still need to be hit and i hope yeah i hope Mm -hmm. that is continuing to be pushed yeah Mm -hmm. definitely Mm -hmm. yeah we talk a lot about the racial representation but there's so many other areas as you said body diversity we've joked about hair diversity even seeing girls with like shorter haircuts um Mm -hmm. sexual orientation all of that so there's a lot of uh i guess work um progress to be made in those areas and i think part of it too a big a big piece of that is that it also has to go into the viewers Mm 
Mm. It's the mm-hmm. viewer's job mm-hmm. to think outside of their norm. And and it's like For it's sure. human nature. Unfortunately, it's human nature to relate to people that look like us. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so really taking a step back and ensuring and looking like yourself in the mirror and all as as an audience member or someone who's a fan of Bachelor Nation, whatever it is, to mm-hmm. really look and make sure that you are supporting characteristics that mm-hmm. you enjoy mm-hmm. and not just representation of what you look like. Yeah. Because you could even bring right. up the whole, you know what I mean? You could even bring up the whole short hair or texture mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And again, it's like there's a reason why women of color or just contestants of color typically have had less following is mm-hmm. because it doesn't come off as a little like relatable or it's more mm-hmm. foreign or whatever it is. But it's mm-hmm. like we have to step outside ourselves. And mm-hmm. that's like a huge thing of like uncovering uncovering that like bias and it's mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. there's Among a lot the of audience. things yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah, yeah society bach- period across the board like there's yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and yeah bachelor nation's fandom is a very interesting group of people so there's a lot yeah. of work not just the show as you said but like among the audience as well mm-hmm. absolutely um, yeah so seeing how matt james's season turned out seeing how you know they handled telling this black man's story what persuaded you to want to be the bachelorette and and trust, you know, production with telling your love story? You know, I've been asked this question a few times and it's it's been really just interesting to even like sit back and process and reflect and look at it. Mm. And when you're becoming a contestant, like you have a massive learning curve. Um, yeah. Especially I got thrown in super late. I had to deal with that whole concept yes. of it. There was a lot of intense conversations that we're having. having. Yeah. I had a huge target on my back. It yeah. was just a really, mm-hmm. really intense season in general. And then yeah. at the end of it, you know, I'm the person who's sitting side by side who I was runner up. I got I was dealing with a broken heart. Yet at the same time, yeah. I'm dealing with all this race stuff. Yes, this is my first time on TV. Yet mm-hmm. I'm still a school teacher. And there's mm-hmm. such a massive learning mm-hmm. curve. And so I really had to sit down and, and I didn't know that I was going to be the bachelorette until about like eight hours before I walked on stage. What? So it wasn't, it wasn't this, no, it wasn't this, it wasn't this thing that I, I knew ahead of time. And I had, you know, I hadn't gotten a specific answer yet. And I knew that I was in the running, but I was like, we're going to go through this entire process. And then I'm going to just like have to sit and talk on the stage about race, be the face of this. And then all of a sudden, like, see you later. Yeah. So yeah. I was, there was a lot of just intense anxiety. It was COVID. You're locked in a room. Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. like, there's just so much stuff, so many things so many that are layers. happening. But I think what I really did is I made sure that I wanted to take control of my own story. So I really laid out what I were my non-negotiables before I okay. signed the contract. Okay. And it was being able to tell the black story from start to finish. Okay. Um, mm-hmm having a diverse group of men and yeah. allowing them that time to tell those stories. And so, okay. you, you know, I'm from Minnesota. George Floyd was a huge piece that came into Matt's season. It all kind yeah. of took place beforehand. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. had happened here with like the riots. It was something that was very mm-hmm. close to home. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, I want to make sure that if these conversations come up, mm-hmm. I have the say, like, I want to make sure that it's given enough screen time. Because yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want this scanned over or skimmed over because Lost it's a huge over. part of me. And I yeah. don't want to be shoved in a box. And I had to be very vocal with just certain things as we were filming that yeah. like, no, this needs to be shown. I don't want mm-hmm. that cut. And yeah. it was kind of taking 
production terms to a certain extent into my own hands of like pointing out different things where it's like, don't pin me to be this Mm -hmm. or like, you know, Mm -hmm. but again, Mm -hmm. I went through that contestant phase too. Like Matt got thrown into it. He had never been a contestant. And even if he does, it's, it's, again, we're supposed to be there and be able to focus on falling in love. Like, I don't want right. to be there and yeah. focus it's on not noise. being a part of a racist scandal. Right. Like, right. I want to be there right. and focus. But like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, honestly, as a person of color, you do. You have to kind of have your own back in those ways, yeah. even in a workplace. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like any workplace. That's what yeah, it sounds exactly. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting that you had to set those boundaries before you even knew they were going to push them. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's, it, it wasn't necessarily like easy to come to that decision, but it was, Mm -hmm. it was, I was very vocal. I had relationships, like strong relationships with the producers, executive producers. They did Mm -hmm. have like respect for me. And I I kind of said, okay, we're going to all take our like production hats off for a second Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk, I guess, people, because yeah. there's a lot of desensitization that comes from this. Mm-hmm. You know, you contestants yep. come through and it kicks them through and they go through this mm-hmm. show and it's like it's real and it's our real world. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's there's just so many things that happen and it's mm-hmm. easy to just like produce, produce, produce. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, right. no, like we're going to we need to like make this more human step back. and yeah. really yeah. like step yeah. back and think about just values and you know, what we're trying to get across here. And if we really want mm-hmm. this to be successful, mm. which it really, I mean, you know, but like, <laughs> right. But if we want mm-hmm, this to mm-hmm. be in a good experience or right. opportunity, like this is how that's going to happen for me. Yeah. It's like, we're at the end of the day, you know, we're making a TV show, but we all are like real people at the same mm-hmm. time. And so yeah. let's like keep that at the center of this, please. Mm-hmm. And I could feel. At the end of the day, yeah. You, yeah at the end of the can, day, we want it to work. That's that the too. thing. At right. the end of the day, right. like you have drama. You have all this like crazy chaos that's going. Mm-hmm. But like it comes full circle for you to find your person. And mm-hmm. like that's the whole point is at the end of the day, we right. want the show to work because we want the people to fall in love. Like yeah. you don't ever yeah. want to end a movie on like a love story that doesn't work and it cuts off. Right. right. Like nobody was mm-hmm. watching for that. Nobody's watching right. for the breakup. Right. Like we're watching mm-hmm. for the love story. And so it's right. like, let's make sure we set let's it up so that. that in the end we have that. Mm-hmm. Or have the best possible chance to have that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I feel like there's definitely mm-hmm. been seasons where you're watching and you're like, "Do they like the lead? Why? Why? Why am I hating lead right now?" <laughs> it seems like yeah. the yeah. Is production not like the lead. Do we not want this guy to fall in love? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it seems like it gets lost sometimes. Some seasons. Yeah, I and mean, I can't like I can't speak for any everybody, mm-hmm. but I will say that you go through a lot when you're a lead, like you're tired, you get pulled in a lot of different directions. You can't talk to your sure. family. Like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, I know that a lot of leads have gotten paranoid and things like that, but it's like, mm-hmm. I did everything I could to make sure that I stayed respectful. Like I never spoke down to anybody. I never mm-hmm. snapped or took anybody's head off. Like mm-hmm. I really did maintain like a professional yet mm-hmm. vulnerable status mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. And I can say that, it, I mean, at the end of the day, there are still a lot of leads too that we're not the most respectful people. And it's, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Too. Mm, it's yeah. Leads and contestants, period. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was, mm-hmm. that was a big thing. And I think that's why I was okay. able to also maintain those relationships is because it's like you're going to get the respect that you give out. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true yes. True. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even speaking of that, not only did you look great on your season, 
as we mentioned earlier with the mental lull, even that was unprecedented. But the men on your season, I think, looked amazing, right? Rodney, Olu, Brandon all looked like such like genuine, lovely, nice black men. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow they landed on Clayton to be the bachelor who ended up with a <laughs> wonderful ending, which we loved watching. That was crazy and hysterical. Crazy. We oh, also had sure. Jesse Palmer come back, which, you know, sure. <laughs> Would have loved to have Caitlin and Tasia, but sure. So we overnight after your season, which we thought was such a huge success, just went right back to being the whitest show on earth as we have coined it as. Um, and it seems like we take one step forward, 10 steps back. We had Zach season who fine, but there was a blackface scandal within the first, like first episode, right? Episode one or two. Um, and now we have charity as our bachelorette, which people seem to be happy with. But as we just stated, her Instagram numbers are probably half of her white counterparts. Um, and so people seem to be like, okay, fine, happy with it, but not as excited as it would be as some of the other white contestants. What is some of the work, right? The work we're doing the work, um, that you have seen behind the scenes for the show. Can you, uh, tell us about some of the work that they've been doing and what is that change that we should be waiting for that they promised us so, Mm -hmm. so long ago in the show? Mm -hmm. Well, that's such a good question. You know, I, again, I will always keep it respectful and I will always mm-hmm. keep it hundred percent honest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Rachel and Gabby season where there was that massive black face scandal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys saw that at the last act, I excused myself off the stage. I wasn't present mm-hmm. there during mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I was heartbroken, honestly, really hurt that that conversation wasn't addressed. Yeah. yeah. Um, after that took place, I have continued to have very long conversations with um, higher ups just throughout this whole process throughout Zach's season. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to make sure that it wasn't just words. Mm, It was actions because I came into Bachelor Nation on a racist scandal. Mm. And yeah, pretty much every season besides my season mm-hmm. had had something mm. of that that piece of yep. it mm-hmm. and kind of had to really give that reminder of what my experience has been like as a black female lead mm-hmm. and really pushed for as this was coming out you know we kind of already social media already kind of had picked up that this whole situation with Greer was taking place mm-hmm So before we even got to this finale or the women tell all, I was already speaking about this is already what's happening. Right. Um, And again, it's kind of like an easy hitter, like messed up with the whole Eric situation. Mm. This is take two, which should we even be in this situation? No, we shouldn't even be in this situation because like Mm -hmm. we can have drama all day. Our drama doesn't have to be racism. Like, right. let's move on to Right, else. please. It's boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excuse me. But, like, yeah, mm-hmm. or, like, I get the drama. I get the chaos. And it was kind of really sitting down with higher-ups and breaking it down of morals TV show. Right? Yeah. Like, like it's, let, right. let's have both in this. But we can't keep hurting communities mm-hmm. of people yeah. and mm-hmm. different cultures like this. Otherwise, I'm doing? out. 
Mm. I'm out. Mm. It's just, I, it's exhausting and, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and everything. And it's for me in these conversations, it was really focusing on how are you guys going to take accountability and how are you going to move forward? And do you understand that part of moving forward is repairing? Mm. Right. And Mm -hmm. part of progressing and learning is repairing. Mm -hmm. And so not only does it need to be addressed, but you also need to repair and you also need to be prepared for, you know, as we went into this woman tell all with this situation with Greer, right? Mm -hmm. knowing she's going to have a hot spot, knowing that Dr. Banks Banks is coming in. Mm -hmm. Two things that I really wanted to happen is to make sure that they understood it's still to some extent going to look performative. And yeah. we're still going to question. Right. And so it's not right. going to be a situation when you're growing. And if you made these mistakes over and over and heard this group of people over and over and have said things, a lot of it has come off performative because we are literally in the same position as what I entered on. Right. And so I think when one of their own mm. bachelorettes was saying that, mm. hopefully it started to, you know, really make way. And Rachel Lindsay was already having a lot of those conversations yeah. back, you know, when, oh, when, yeah. Back when she did, she really did pave the way for a lot of those conversations and really pushed and was having a mm. lot of these same conversations. Mm. And I think what it came down to is that I was like, you guys understand that even if you address this, mm-hmm. yes, you're not going to make everybody happy, but there's also like, you're not going to ultimately get a star on the back or a cookie or everything's fixed. If you truly yeah. want to change and if you truly want to repair, that takes time and mm-hmm. that takes consistency. Mm-hmm. And it's also the franchise as a whole. Like I get this one person yeah. Not this one person, but in this situation, Greer made a mistake. She addressed it. She okay. took accountability. She took responsibility. She, you know, made a promise to continue to educate herself and all these different things. And it's on your platform, but that doesn't mean that your platform has changed. She is doing the work to change. Right. Are you right. doing the work as a right. to change. Exactly. So like it was really having those conversations and breaking it down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and really challenging that because it's it's something where it's like I I have received a lot of opportunities from the franchise and there's a mm-hmm. lot of really great things I can do from having a platform and being mm-hmm. representation for other young girls, uh, you know, of color, but it's also hard because it's like, you have to protect your own peace. And so, right. yeah. 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 So the conversations yeah. are being had and there's a lot of different steps that are in motion. Okay. Um, and, and again, I hope that it continues. I will say yeah. that. I hope that it continues and I hope that, it continues even when it's not a scandal, like a massive thing in her face, you know, right, like right. The education has to continue. And that's kind of what I yeah. have always spoke with or, you know, in the whole Greer situation is yeah. it's easy to apologize and acknowledge. But two months, three months down the road, are you mm-hmm. still reading books? Are you still are mm-hmm. you still trying to learn your biases? Are you still mm-hmm. trying to learn right. about all these different things? Are you still educating yourself? Because it's a mm-hmm. lifelong promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truly. Yep. It's an ongoing thing. It's not like this, you know, it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. change, truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the franchise for a while has been in a very, like, reactive mode. Like, something mm-hmm. happens, they're like, okay, let's do this. And so when you see things like charity being named bachelorette, you know, I'm happy for, I want to see every black woman win and get opportunities mm-hmm. that otherwise we've not really been privy to. Yep. Um, but it's still in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, we're excited. They threw us a bone. We'll take it. But we still got to see what's this change. Like, I just still got to see the change is not being named, you know, not naming black women bachelors. We've done this. So like, what, what, what else is there? You know, you got we'll to change the bones. Yeah, exactly. You got to change the bones. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a lot of uh, 
black contestants, former leads within Bachelor Nation, have famously like left the franchise. Rachel Lindsay from Forever Ago, Tasia, Natasha Parker recently, um, each of them leaving for a variety of reasons, but a common thread being kind of like the disappointment with the franchise and no longer feeling mm-hmm. like they can stand by it. Even yeah. we decided this season we weren't re- recapping um, Zach's season, which was the first time in five years of our podcast. Um, mm-hmm. What's your objective in continuing to stick by the franchise and um, kind of the role you feel like you play and what you make of all of the all the Black folk fleeing? Yeah, I, I've been one of the people who've been in the inside conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that protectively because it's also really protectively of myself, not of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Let me let me put that <laughs> out there real quick. Mm. Um, because I did I did consider stepping away. I have considered mm. that, and I openly mm-hmm. spoke about that with the conversations of of just what I'm willing to stand by. And having this conversation with Greer um, was mm-hmm. one of my like just non negotiables mm. of. Mm. I'm not going, I, I can't continue to be a part of something that won't address, won't right. repair, yep. won't, you know, that's huge. It's, it's literally black and white. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> actually funny, but truly, yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. this like, it's you know, it's not this, it's glaring. That's a perfect mm-hmm. way to put it. Right. And so I really, really push that. And I, Again, Becca was also in some of those conversations with me just because yeah. we were, I will be honest, we were struggling mm-hmm. to move forward with some of the conversations on Bachelor Happy Hour because it's like, mm-hmm. it's always on to the next thing, on to the next yeah. thing. Yeah. Everybody's right. skimming over it. And what yeah. I'll tell you is that like, I haven't lost sight of it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was really just kind of holding on and continuously monitoring, monitoring my mental health with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. what am I willing to try to put effort into changing? what I'm willing to put my energy into changing. Right. Uh, But it hasn't been a passive uh, placeholder that I'm just holding. It's been actively, actively pushing a lot Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not a passive person. So Mm -hmm. I I just, and again, that doesn't mean that other people have to speak on it or other people of color Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not one person of color. It's not my job to change the franchise. Right. Right. It's not on me because I'm one of the last people of color that's left. It's not Mike right. Johnson because he's one of the last people left. Like, yeah. It's not our job right. to change it. No. But I'll tell you right. that there's definitely that drive there to change of it. Yeah. And there is mm-hmm. there is that pause of really kind of wanting to evaluate what mm-hmm. is valued or what is shown that they value. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a lot of push, a lot of very honest, gut-wrenching push. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you for continuing to do the work and just essentially being on the front lines for all of us who've been in, you know, bachelor nation and have been trying to advocate for change. Um, and I, I also, I will say a hundred percent respect when people decide to step away too. hundred percent valid. Rachel yeah. Lindsay, everything. Yeah. She got this started. She really was right. the person who yeah. really called out just yeah. how much needs mm-hmm. to be changed. And, mm-hmm. you know, Matt and his season with what he went through mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Natasha, her step, like she's, as she yeah. stepped away, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of pain there, and it's they are yeah. just as they've done just as much work. Yeah, yeah. Period. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to protect mm-hmm. your peace. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, so we'll segue a little bit. We want to yeah. talk about your transition from you're a fifth grade teacher in Minnesota. Now you're kind of bi-coastal. You're doing hosting, influencing, you're advocating for social good and different social causes. Now, you didn't join Instagram until 2020 when you were on Matt James' season. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That is so... That's wild. That's wild, first of all, just like <laughs> humankind. And then just yeah. <laughs> in this world of Bachelor Nation where some girls come in with like thousands of followers already, you just kind of yeah. go like, what took you so long to to want to join Instagram? I mean, you can never question if I was there for the right reasons or not, because I didn't give two shits about social media. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, it was COVID. My friends have been asking me for years because we would just mm-hmm. go out and do fun things. And then they would post a video and tag everybody. And then they're like, Michelle, when are you going to get an Instagram so we can tag you? <laughs> mm-hmm. I just really didn't ever care about that. Mm. And I don't know. I, I didn't even really have a worry or concern about, you know, how women are just a lot of girls go on Instagram and they're constantly comparing themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's all of this anxiety around social media. It was just for me, it seems not like a waste of time, but it's like in these moments, there's a beautiful sunset happening. We all know when there's a sunset happening, Mm. your phone doesn't Mm. capture it as well like it doesn't Does ever not. do right. it justice it's a waste of time right. so i'm sitting <laughs> yeah. there and i'm enjoying the sunset yeah and yeah. my friends all have their phones out and are watching mm-hmm. the sunset through their phone and yeah. it's like i don't want that yeah and so yeah. i understand like being a part of the memories and you want to keep them and there are time like pictures can also do some beautiful things mm-hmm. but we definitely get caught up with all of it and mm-hmm. i guess that's where I wanted my time. And so eventually I came around to it and I'm like, okay, it's just going to be about balance. And that's what Mm -hmm. I try to keep in mind. But I joined it kind of just understanding that. And that's why when people follow me, they're like, oh, Michelle posted today. I'm like, yeah, shit, because I freaking (laughs) forgot I had Instagram. You know, people will send wellness checks because I haven't posted in like 14 14 days. And I'm like, what are you talking? Oh, I'm like, I just post the other day. They're like, no, that was like (laughs) 14 days ago. Oh my God, shit. (laughs) You know, so it's, yeah, so it's just, it's just never been a priority. And I grew up in a family where we took pictures for memories, but my parents really kind of pushed us to, and taught us how to live in the moment of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always appreciated. And that's what made me happy. And so I think that's why I stayed off of Instagram for so long. Yeah. And I do see the benefits being on it, but I also see mm-hmm. the negative impacts for of sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, because now you're, now you're like in the belly of the beast. You've become, you do influencing now. You have such a huge nope. platform. <laughs> no, <Nope>. um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, I hate that word influencing. The, really? Do? Okay. I dislike it so much because hmm. I think, okay. When you hear the word influencing, do you, do you think positive or negative? Positive. Um, a little mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is like one of my favorite questions to ask people when you hear that when we when I say the word influencing, is it positive or negative? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people come back with negative. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I honestly think about it as well, just because I I maybe it's my teacher side of me, but Mm -hmm. when you're asking kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's now 
influencer, oh, yeah. YouTuber, influencer. which yeah. again, yeah. again, like there, there's a lot of things you can do with that, but it's not the heart piece of it. It's mm. not like I want to influence to make a difference. It's the, mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. influence because I want to be famous. Famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. why when I hear influencer, I hear like going after likes or doing that kind of thing. And that's just my process of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's why I really, when people are like, you're a full blown influencer right now. And I'm like, no, like, go look at my, here's my website, michelleyoungofficial.com. Yeah, look to see, right. like, I'm influencing people to make an impact with me. Right. And that's right. where the word influencer comes into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely, it, it's still a change of pace. And it takes yeah. time to, for sure, get used to and figure out which pieces of influencing I want and which yeah. pieces of teaching I want to take into influencing. Okay. But it's, I would say it's not mm. the typical influencer. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and no so shame us- to somebody who wants to do that. It's just that's right. Yeah. No shame, yeah. but just your your con- your perspective on how you want to use it. So yeah, with Michelle Young Official you're you know you're kind of like trying to change the game of social media influencing, trying to bring awareness to how influencers can can and should be using their platforms to help mm-hmm. elevate different causes rather than just like selling shit to people. Why is that approach to social media so important to you? Why, you know, why is that the approach that you want to take? I think when you really take a step back or when I take a step back and I look at the benefits of social media, it all comes down to a positive impact, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we all get, when we get anxiety, when you're comparing yourself, when you go on social media the first time in the morning and then you all of a sudden feel Mm -hmm. like shit or you feel anxious with your mental health, there's Mm -hmm. so many negative factors when you're on your phone, you're missing moments, but like the positive factors that I get from it, or when I think about social media in a positive way, you can Mm -hmm. stay connected. Okay. There's a certain type of networking, but then also these massive movements that have been created all through social media. So you remember Mm -hmm. like the ice bucket challenge when Mm -hmm. for like Mm -hmm. ALS, that, that was huge. And that was all over social media and how much money that like, how much money that raised just Mm -hmm. from awareness in general. Mm -hmm. It's, when I was really kind of creating with what I want with my platform, it's mm-hmm. I want to get back to doing the good things on social media. And so that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're never going to sell, that I'm never going to sell a product because of course I'm going to talk about different products that I like and I use, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to challenge different brands that are working with me to also mm-hmm. have a give back portion mm-hmm. or making okay. sure right. that the brands that I work with are also giving back because it's, we live in a world that's materialistic. We're going to buy things. We're going to go on. Mm-hmm. And it's like whether you're watching something where you're going to look at makeup and, and beauty in that aspect or you're on that organizing channel of TikTok that I get lost mm-hmm. on so much and you're mm-hmm. going to go buy plastic containers from whatever place to help organize mm-hmm. your fridge, right? <laughs> like they're all products and they're all mm-hmm. things that like mm-hmm. at one point are going to make us happy or help us out or make our, our life easier. And it's not like I'm never going to sell any of those products. But mm-hmm. I really do want to challenge those yeah. brands that work with me to have mm-hmm. a give back, give back component. And I want to mm-hmm. challenge the people who follow follow me to also join in on those different things by raising awareness yeah. from whatever campaign I'm working on or whatever nonprofit mm-hmm. or cause I'm working yeah. towards. And so it's kind of changing that game. Mm-hmm. And if you can imagine, I mean, you know how many Bachelor contestants, reality TV contestants come mm-hmm. off every season. Oh, can yeah. you imagine if every single one of us had a give back portion? Yeah. 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 Now we're not yeah. out here mindlessly promoting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's honestly very noble of you to want to take this approach because it seems so much easier to just not. Honestly, it seems so much easier to just like sell products mm-hmm. and 
don't really stand for anything and just rack up endorsements and kind of, you know, build your build your bank account. Um, it seems easier, but it really doesn't take that much to think about how can I partner yeah. with brands that, no. you know, want to stand yeah. for something. So yeah. it's like you're making it look a bit easier, too, which I think is very noble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if I do the, if I'm doing the groundwork to kind of figure out how this would look and then bring other influencers on board with me, that's something mm-hmm. that you can kind of keep an eye out for here in the next few days, too, is mm-hmm. someone else that's going to be joining in with me um, in, in doing this on one of my future campaigns. But it's just it it's not as difficult, like you said, as it seems. Mm-hmm. And I, it comes from me, if I were just mindlessly promoting, I would not be fulfilled whatsoever. Right. Like can't, I, It can't possibly be. It wouldn't be, it's not fulfilling for me personally. Right. I have mm-hmm. to have that give back component. I want to yeah. make an impact. That's why I was a teacher. I'm um, yeah. not able to be in the classroom right now. And so that's, that's kind of how I'm fulfilling that and, and making sure that that impact is as large as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good for you. Yeah, that's great, Michelle. Really? Those are great answers. Love it. Um, So we're going to move on to your dating life. Okay, because Tasha only has 15 more minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Move on. Got it. So we're going to move on to your dating life. Heard you on Cammie's podcast, Relationship. Yep. Talk about how Bachelor Nation folks are not allowed on Raya. (laughs) So I've heard is not a fan is that still true because we actually had another guest who was who was accepted to raya and she's a like a comedian is she a lead so, oh she she's not a comedian out in the world oh, she's not yeah. a oh no, see no. okay no this is just she asked me about it because there's been like all this stuff circling about about it and that's just what i've heard with i know a okay. lot of contestants who've applied i know a handful of leads who applied and nobody's been accepted so I'm like, I don't God's know. Maybe wild. it's because we all had our chance at love and we all failed miserably. Oh my God. <laughs> like, so like, whatever we here. Is, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I can't I can't speak for whoever created it. I have no idea. But yeah, I, I do know that it's definitely a known thing that we won't be able to get accepted or can't get accepted. I don't know anybody who's been on the show and then has gotten accepted. I just know quite what? a few people. Yeah, I That's don't so know anybody who's gotten accepted. There's been some people on it before yeah. and then went on the show. Right. Those people. Right. But okay. yeah, yeah, show and then accepted, not so much. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's so, why all their hinge profiles are like everywhere because they have to go on <laughs> They hinge. have nowhere else to go. Why is <laughs> supposed to be for y'all? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Honestly, but there's a lot of like regular people on Riot too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just people like who just like work in Spotify industry. or something. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, got it. It's like all industry based. Yeah. No, nothing yeah. against mm-hmm. Riot. I'm just like, yeah, something's going on here. <laughs> this right. is, yeah. What is this? Yeah. So, hey, that's oh all right. <laughs> Raya, the owner, is going to be like, why does this girl keep getting out? I really don't have a chance. I'm like, damn, that's what's getting picked up from all my interviews is Raya shit. I'm like, no, that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Let me apply and see what happens. I'll and see. Yeah. Give it a whirl. Yeah. Give it a whirl. Um, so, yes, yeah, so are you are you dating now? Do you meet people out? I know it's a bit different now. You're like a public yeah. figure, public face. So, like, how are, how do you approach dating in in your life now? <laughs> That's such a loaded question. <laughs> is, dating is actually really hard, and it's really hard for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just 
one, it's how do you meet people? Because I'm so busy. I'm everywhere. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. it's like, unless you're going to be sitting next to me on my flight and that's yeah. how I run into you. Um, mm. So it's hard to just meet people in that aspect of it, especially yeah. when I'm so career focused right now. Mm-hmm. But the other places like my social life, it's like if you're at a bar or if you're at a club or, you know, we're out bowling with friends or just different things like that. Those are like my moments to really just spend time with my friends. And so I'm right. not focused on not checking for anybody, <laughs> checking for anybody. And mm-hmm. I don't know if guys get intimidated or what, mm-hmm. but I get a lot of like girls who come running up to me, but not mm-hmm. men, not guys, um, oh. not necessarily men, or it's like the ones that you don't want them coming up mm-hmm. to you. you know? right. mm-hmm. Damn. So, but I, I mean, I've gone on dates for sure. Um, okay. Or had like people slide into your DMs and take you on a date. And it's, I never bring up the show, like until they bring it up, just because Mm -hmm. I want to get to know them. Mm -hmm. But I would say the hardest part is having to sit down and do small talk at a date. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, tell me, mm-hmm. I want to sit down and be like, tell me how many kids you want. What do you value? What is your yeah, biggest into fear? Yep, what is yep. your biggest fear? Yep. And and that type of thing. I'm like, I don't want to sit down and be like, what's your favorite color? What mm-hmm. what when's your birthday? When mm-hmm. like name all your family members, which that's really important. I want to hear about your family. But sure. watch tablets. Michelle doesn't care about people's families. But um <laughs> oh, God. But like I just, it, it's so crazy. I think that's why a lot of bachelor people date other bachelor people is because you just yes, get into yeah. the nitty gritty. Like that's the one thing that I really loved from the show is that it challenges you to be vulnerable. I was not a vulnerable mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. and now I very much am. Yeah. So in my relationships or just friendships even, or, you know, when you're going on these dates, I mm-hmm. want to get right into it. I want to have those deep conversations mm-hmm. and meaningful conversations and like cut the bullshit. Yeah. But I was definitely a small talk per like that's just a stage you go through the small talk stage yeah, yeah. that everyone goes through and I'm like well shit <laughs> I'm past it <laughs> How do I, I do gotta that? know the meat yeah that. yeah exactly meat. <laughs> yeah, oh tell me God. your biggest fear please dive into <laughs> yeah, it right <laughs> mm-hmm. oh now you had God, a great cast of men and Bachelor Nation has sometimes can be a bit incestuous people dipping back in the pot or dating men from other seasons and Ooh, you know, why what's is that your incestuous? I mean, it's, it's that, a small little world. It's just all, yeah. It's, you guys it's, a world. it's like a little bubble. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, there's a, these are not. hopefully pre-vetted True. people. Mm-hmm. Um, True. So we've, True. we've seen Nobody it before. Be yeah, no one would be mad. You we, dated Rodney? Nobody would be mad at you? <laughs> what's your, I guess, what's your stand on this? <laughs> like dating within the nation and like have guys from your season reach back out? Are you open to it? Or are you trying to just like <laughs> be completely out of Bachelor Nation in terms of dating? Um... I would say that at the moment, there's not necessarily like anybody in Bachelor Nation that I'm interested in mm-hmm. on speaking to in a romantic way. Um, I think it's easy to get caught up in Bachelor Nation. I think Bachelor Nation is really special, but I also think it's sometimes hard. You get consumed by it. And mm-hmm. so like when you're hanging around Bachelor Nation people or you're dating Bachelor Nation, all you do is talk about bachelor nation <laughs> and mm. right it it just is whether you oh, whether you even like realize it or not mm-hmm. and so yeah. mm-hmm. i think that's what has drawn me to date outside of it is because mm-hmm. it's refreshing to be able to take a step away from that or a breath of fresh air outside of that you know kind of brings you 
back to reality a little to bit. Earth. And I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Now, does that mean that I would never date somebody in the future if something came up? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah. would have to be the right person and it would have to make sure that I'm not going to say it, they're there for the right reasons because that's just like, I can't keep <laughs> saying that. But <laughs> do you true. know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just like you kind of understand the perks of Bachelor Nation and I would want to make sure that they're really there to get to know me. And yeah. that's what I care about. And, yeah. and you have to balance. Like you have to be able to be somebody outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Outside yeah, of the bachelor like world. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. you can see the folks who are just like totally sucked into world into the world. Like Bachelor Nation is their whole mm-hmm. everything now. And then you can see the folks like you, I would say, that seem to have a balance. <laughs> they have a world outside and, and they're still kind of in it. And I think that seems that sounds like the healthier route, I would say, to not be so caught up in the bubble. Yeah, just be yeah, and and again, like I don't ever want to bat bash bachelor nation and that extent Mm -hmm. of it has given me a platform it has given me so many wonderful opportunities to be able to do different things and make an impact but Mm -hmm. i do think it's good to have balance it's always healthy to have balance no matter what it is of course too much of one thing never does any good (laughs) yeah right right So dating, not only dating in LA versus Minnesota, you have a place in both places. So you could probably date in both states or both yeah. uh, places, <laughs> but also dating as a teacher who was like going to go out, get her master's degree versus dating as, I don't think influencer is a bad word, a content <laughs> creator, maybe sure. dating <laughs> as a, a, a new content creator. Um, has your type changed? Like, have you, has anything changed about Michelle, the Michelle who was a fifth grade teacher and the Michelle who is, who has a platform and is out Mm. on, on social media? I would say that my type has changed, but not from moving from a teacher, well, Mm -hmm. to a, a content creator. My type has changed because I think I really would make sure that I'm just listening to my gut fully. Mm. And Mm -hmm. when I'm in relationships or, you know, I've gone on first dates and I've gone on second dates and I have had moments where I'm like something in my gut is off and you don't Mm -hmm. even have to fully understand what that is. Mm -hmm. You you can adjust. And my job right now is when I'm dating is that I'm listening to that gut now because I, I haven't necessarily fully listened to that in the past okay. mm-hmm. and it's gotten me, yeah, it, it's gotten me heartbroken. And now I'm just like, mm-hmm. I need to start listening to that. And so that mm-hmm. whole, like those whole like lust goggles or love goggles, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. It really comes down to how you treat me as a person and mm-hmm. how I, you know, what are your core values and goals and the type of people you want to have around you and the type of activities you want to. And like, are you driven? It's all these different things. And also someone could check all that off. If my gut's like something's off, I'm listening mm-hmm. to my gut. It's mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, I'm not, I'm not it's playing with one. the, let's just look past the gut wrenching gut feeling that we're having. It's <laughs> like that, that shit, yeah. that shit is never wrong. So I'm like yeah, listening. Uh-uh. Yeah. Goodbye. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. listening. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The loudest. Mm, yeah, sometimes it's the voice mm-hmm. that kind of gets like squished, but when you let it yeah. be loud, it's usually right mm-hmm. and it usually guides you in the right direction. So 
So exactly, and that goes for yeah relationships, friends, mm-hmm. things in my career, decisions, career decisions. I'm making yes. everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gut yep. has. Oof. Yep. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I want to, I'm going to go back up Justine to one of these other okay. questions. Um, so we, we love reality TV. We love reality dating as a genre, just in general, everyone, you know, mm-hmm. we love the fantasy. We love love. We love the prospect of seeing people falling in love. We love watching the whole journey. Um, the process of watching is fun is a lot of fun, but oftentimes mm-hmm. the process and the journey doesn't work for the lead. You know, we've seen we just came off of watching Perfect Match on Netflix, which every none of the couples lasted. Love is Blind season two and three have been a mess. Bachelor Nation track record is kind of shaky. You know, something isn't. <laughs> I'll just say it's kind of shaky. I'm not saying no names. I'm not calling no names. It's a little shaky. Oh, um, boy. something, something <laughs> with this genre just like, isn't working. It's like, something's missing. Like we keep, we're tuning in every time we're watching the process, but then it's kind of the same thing at the end. You know, we look a few months later, people break up as yep. a reality dating show veteran. What, from your perspective is the problem here? What's missing? What, what do we need to make these shows more successful and help these couples, um, persist? Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. time and support and mm. so time time in the being of you physically don't have a lot of time to get to know these people right and there's a reason why paradise seems to be increasingly more successful yeah than this yeah. situation mm-hmm. is because yep. true I went into it having this at the forefront of my mind. I'm a huge like statistics person. And, (laughs) and so even before I like stepped in, it's like, what questions can I ask to make sure that I'm really getting to know these people so that I'm not Mm -hmm. making a same mistake or how do I avoid the mistake? Mm -hmm. And I really was focused and direct with the questions even that I asked. And so when my relationship didn't work out, it's Mm -hmm. like, where did I go wrong or what did I, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what could I have asked to what prevent could you this? Have said? Yeah. And when it comes down to it, when somebody's in front of your face for only 15 minutes at a time, 20 minutes at a time, yep. and you're going on all these intense things, it's a new environment. Nobody has support from their outside family or friends yeah. to help mm-hmm. guide them through, through their thought process. You can get caught up in the emotions. There's mm-hmm. a lot of bad characteristics that can get pointed out for the lead to make their decision to send them home. Hmm. But also at the same time, it's like, it is easy to have blinders on. And even if you don't have those blinders on, if you think about, I always heard this fact that it takes four years to genuinely know somebody inside and out. It's, Hmm. it's, I don't know if that's like how much, how accurate that is, but it goes to the fact that it, it just takes more time than that to truly know somebody. And it yeah. takes more experiences because one of the biggest things that I learned, even just going through what I went through is when life gets really, really hard, you, every human goes back to their default. Mm-hmm. And before mm-hmm. I step into another relationship or a serious relationship or whatever person to end with, I need mm-hmm. to know that person's default. And there is mm-hmm. no way to know somebody's default in yeah. that short amount of time. 
Right. Because yeah. life's going to hit you. You're going to mm-hmm. go through yeah. death. You're going to have to, mm-hmm. you know, yep. potentially bury family members. You're going to go through yeah. sickness. You're going to go through all these mm-hmm. different things. How does that person next to you handle it? Because I know how I'm going to yeah. handle it and I'm going to struggle. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to, you know, have a hard time or, you know, mm-hmm. not be myself right. but or be less like myself. But at the same time, it's like I know how I get through those situations and mm-hmm. I can also get through those things in a healthy manner. And mm-hmm. I know what my default is. And I need to know somebody else's default. And I don't think you can learn that default until you have time to learn that. And yeah. so yeah. these yep. people, mm-hmm. so that's the time piece. And uh, so yeah. when these relationships are, you know, they go through this whole world where there's no outside distractions. There's mm-hmm. not the noise. You typically don't have the fame yet. You don't have all this other stuff. You're filming. Right. And right. it's just you guys. You have yeah. no distract. Mm-hmm. You don't have your phone. You don't have your job. You don't have like yeah. your focus is your relationship. And mm-hmm. then you leave the show and it's like put puts everybody on a platform with mm-hmm. no support, with no mm-hmm. like whether it's couples therapy, whether whatever it is wow. to like mm-hmm. teach us how to work through Help these you. things. Right. And yeah. so right. a lot of times when you have somebody who a lead, I've been through it. But then, mm-hmm. you know, contestant who hasn't been through it. Now it's like you're coaching them through mm-hmm. this whole new beginning piece of yeah. like people are going to trash you. There's going to be people mm-hmm. who don't like our relationship. There's going to be people mm-hmm. who yeah. say a ton of shit about you. Like, yeah. and mm-hmm. you, your foundation of your relationship has to be so strong. Yeah. And it's like, you see that other person's default. What is that default? Yeah. And so that's what yeah. I feel like with any of these shows, when you fall in love or when you're coming together, it's in this environment where there's no distractions, where you're the person's not in default mode. And then you mm-hmm. go into this other world and you don't know them for a long time. So when they go into their default mode, you're like, is this who, who is you this? really are? Is <laughs> yeah. this who you mm-hmm. like? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like right. it, it just becomes so messy and there's no support with it. There's no, you know, mm-hmm. m- map of how to work through it and so i think the ones who really make it work are able to talk through it they're able to kind of you know whether they have similar defaults whether they're able to work through each other's defaults but it's Mm -hmm. a lot of people shut down yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. damn well producers anybody listening you heard this time and support yeah time and support Support. those are Mm -hmm. the two areas let's help make these shows a little bit more lasting even the viewers we want to see the couples That's we want to follow yeah. the love journey we want to see we want to yeah. see it too. i really tried y'all i really tried we know you, we, we know. know you tried yeah you know. wait i want i want to know i want to know if you were because you guys are very invested into reality tv across all base bases mm-hmm. right i don't know mm-hmm. if there would be one mm-hmm. person that you would set me up with because you guys know me in the senses sense of what mm-hmm. i stand for like mm-hmm. uh, originality mm-hmm. authenticity who would you set me up for? Who would you set me up wow. with? Mm-hmm. And it has to be in reality TV dating world. Well, wait, what word? What world would you pick from? Because I'm thinking, I don't know. Don't um, pick somebody like. <laughs> don't pick somebody like Michael B. Jordan. Okay, right. so someone right. within, no. yeah, no, someone no. within the sphere. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah entertainment i've always liked mike johnson i don't know if he's single right now i know i I don't know how much how close you guys are i've always appreciated him as a person um just bring we've had him on the podcast now like twice i guess two or three times Uh um he is is not single right now (laughs) he's not single okay but someone like someone he's like very secure in his like manhood i would say someone Mm -hmm. who just seems secure 
I think is important, particularly for someone mm-hmm. like you who is um, very mature, has a very good hood, head on her shoulders, who's kind of survived this mm-hmm. firestorm of Bachelor Nation and is still kind of like owning and controlling your narrative here. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so Mike's taken, but <laughs> somebody like yeah. that. Outside, okay, wait, outside of Bachelor Nation. Because I feel like I know yeah. Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I, don't, I feel like you need somebody who, like, doesn't have Instagram. I feel like you need somebody yeah. Yeah. way out, way, way out. Because way, way like, I don't know no. any man with a microphone who's not insecure. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, oh, shit. I don't, I don't know. Really? Any. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't know any. I've never heard about any. Maybe, maybe interesting. There's like Who's the grounded? two guys from Shits and Gigs, Shits and Giggles. They have a great podcast where they just laugh the whole time, entire time. They're great, mm. but they're probably not single. Um, That's British. Crazy. Yeah, no, I've never. I don't. I don't know any so uh, you listeners. See my, I would love to know. You see my. You uh, see my struggle. Of, your see struggle. It. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Can this just it's become my new? There, can this just become my new dating show? <laughs> you know what? Let's set it up. You know, Michelle. Let's set it up. Let's <laughs> Make me a match. Let's go. Find yeah. Michelle Young a match. Oh, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Michelle, we could be here all day talking. Honestly, we have a million <laughs> more questions, day. but mm-hmm. we got to we gotta forge ahead. This has been really yeah. wonderful. We so appreciate mm-hmm. you coming on our platform, um, having this very open, real, raw conversation with us, um, and also kind of just sharing you know, what it is that you're doing within Bachelor Nation and what you're trying to do with your own platform, mm-hmm. Michelle Young Official. Um, and thank you for just like being here in this space with us and sharing your story. Thank you. It's been so nice to chat with you too. And I appreciate your support and the things that you have pushed for with your platform as well. It definitely doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. You now, what can people, I mean, people know where to find you on social media, but what, what should <laughs> yeah. they be looking out for? Anything mm-hmm. you don't want to plug or tell people to like stay tuned for? <laughs> um, ooh, there's a lot going on. Uh, we'll be, I'll be doing a lot of motivational speaking here for education, for mental health, for women in general. So that's kind of the world's motivational speaking world that I'm kind of moving into. Uh, there's going to be a lot of really cool campaigns that are coming up. One actually got released today. It'll be on my story with where I'll be working side by side with somebody in Bachelor Nation, actually. And then um, in the future, it may or may not be the last time you see me on your television screen, but I, I will, okay. I'll leave that there. It might, it might be a little bit before you see something. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Well, thank you, Michelle. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, And follow us on Patreon and Instagram and TikTok and all of the the things. And look out for Michelle and all her exciting things coming up as well. And we'll see you guys Mm -hmm. all next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.